Welcome to the Back to the Garden podcast, the podcast discussing early years. This podcast is inspired by our nursery, Back to the Garden Childcare, a natural child-led nursery in Broadheath and Lynn. Children are the future, so how do we give them the best start? I'm your host, Sadie Pickering, actress and voiceover artist, and also the daughter of two of the founders. On the show, we'll be diving into ways to nurture children in their early years. We'll be meeting with parents, child development experts, and entrepreneurs in the sector. How can we forge a natural approach in this modern world? Join us to find out. We're here with a new series, which is also filmed, so definitely check out our new YouTube channel. We are Stardust, we are Golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. Today's guest is Sammy Longchambon. She plays the nation's favourite Maria Connor in Coronation Street, and she's an old friend of mine. <laughs> she's a mum of two, and we'll be hearing all sorts. We'll be hearing about her journey, becoming a mum, especially with me being 33 weeks pregnant now, I'll definitely be asking her about her pregnancies and her birth stories, and also life as a mum, and how she balances her work and home life. We'll also talk about her love and passion for all things holistic, and so much more. So thank you so much, Sammy, for taking the time out to come and see us today. Thank you for having me. It's a great excuse to catch up, isn't it? It is. (laughs) (laughs) So the first question that we ask all our guests is, what's your earliest childhood memory or a pivotal moment for you during your childhood? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I think one one of my earliest memories is probably being on holiday in Greece in my buggy. So I guess I must have been about two or three. And I can still remember, you know, like like we were just chatting and saying we can't remember what we had for dinner last night, but we can remember things from years ago. And I can still remember the feel of the buggy and the colour of it and everything. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we were in Greece at the time and I remember the smell of the tomatoes around the pool. Like they were cooking like burgers and tomatoes and I can still remember that. So, amazing. yeah, I must have been two or three. I think that's my earliest memory, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? Where, yeah. where we go back to. Yeah. What, yeah. Definitely. It's something that Hannah, the previous guest on the first episode of this yeah. series, she said, if in your earliest memory, if you're if you're seeing yourself like out of body yeah it's a memory from a picture whereas if you're okay. feeling it that your experience is so sensory okay right all the senses going on yeah. that's that's the actual memory the actual memory right well it's that then yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. it must be an actual memory so interesting yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that <laughs> and if we go back stay stay in childhood what was your early years education like um pretty average i'd say um i just went to the local really local primary school because there was a little gap in the fence <laughs> I could just run across to um to school for in the morning it was literally like 10 seconds to get through the gap in the fence and run into the schoolyard um and it was a lovely little primary school on the estate where I grew up I grew up on quite a large council estate in Eccles and my dad had a shop um at, in the on the estate and off license and my primary school was like there as well so it was quite a large community everyone knew each other everyone knew each other's business it was a bit like Corrie actually (laughs) in lots of ways (laughs) oh that's really nice so you had that whole Mm. like experience of being surrounded by people that you know yeah oh absolutely like we lived at number eight my nan lived at number three and my auntie lived at number nine she still lives there at number nine so it was it was yeah just family everywhere and friends and like classic like knocking on for your friends after school and stuff it was so nice to hear Mm. because so much we'll talk about this a bit later as well so much of um families now are quite dispersed yeah especially the different generations and it's so nice to have that yeah you know to grow up yeah surrounded by all the different generations yeah that's really important oh definitely yeah and it is like now we're talking about it it makes me smile it was such such a lovely part of my childhood that yeah oh that's so nice yeah so just to go into a little bit of our background, we've known each other a long, long, long time. Um, it's 20 years plus, isn't it now? That like, <laughs> makes us sound so old. So old. So we're going all the way back to like the days when, so I just started acting. I was on Children's Ward and yeah. it was in Granada, the old yeah. Granada that was just so, oh, I, I know. get such nostalgic Me too. I can still smell those corridors that you were talking about. Like that's yeah. a really sensory memory, isn't it? Yeah. 
yeah, you can literally be back there. And yeah. So your mum was a chaperone. She was, yeah. And she looked after all the <laughs> yeah. all the child actors of Manchester. She did. And I was lucky enough to have her as my chaperone because <laughs> we had some others that were... <laughs> I'm not sure about them. I think my mum was quite fun. She probably let everyone get away with a bit too much, but... Maybe. Um, she yeah. was just so... But she had lots of fun Full with of them. love and just so... Yeah. So kind and compassionate, and took such good care of us. Oh. She was everyone's favourite. Oh, um, oh, she'll love that. She'll <laughs> love that. <laughs> and I just always have that font, you know, whenever yeah. I bump into her and things. Yeah. It's just so nice. Oh, she loves you. Oh, <laughs> she does. <laughs> and those days, so being, I, c- I can picture being back there, and I can I can see myself in that room at the yeah. end of the corridor where Stars and Rise was. And yeah. Bob Monkhouse would be around yeah. the makeup room and the dressing rooms, and we were in that room. And you just landed Corrie, and it was 2000, Gosh, year 2000, I think. Yeah. And your mum was there, and you were there, and it was all really exciting. And I just remember always looking up to you oh. and how supportive you were of me yeah. as well. And um, you'd always have time. Well, yeah. you were brilliant. Oh. You're such a good actress. You were, you still are, and and you always have been so good. And my mum always oh. loved you, and you just you've never changed. Don't never changed. I oh, no, don't. You get really emotional. Oh, no. Pregnant. <laughs> Stop recording. Ah, <laughs> uh, and it was funny as well because I said I said this to you before, but I, you know when you remember significant things, I want I wondered if yellow flowers are still lucky to you. Cause I Absolutely. You I literally bought some yesterday, but we got back from holiday a couple of days ago, as you know, and. I went straight out and bought my yellow sunflowers for the kitchen. I still buy them all the time. I've always remembered that. Yeah. It's, it's lucky. <laughs> I think I'd read it somewhere around the time of the eclipse in 1999 that it was really lucky to have yellow flowers in your house around the time of the eclipse. So I remember like reading up on it and yellow flowers are, are supposed to bring like success and happiness. Oh. So I always make sure we have some in the house. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. And I've, I've kept that, I've remembered that. Yeah. Are there any other things that you do that on a similar um, level? I always that? have elephants in the house because I've heard elephants are very, very good to have around and sort of the direction that you're facing them. They sh- mm. I think they should be facing the door. So I always turn them towards, towards the main door of the house. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, that yeah. Face. Interestingly, we've got a little row of elephants oh, in the nursery. Nice, and good. I was, just, I was playing with them in the direction. Gorgeous. So yeah, right. Okay, so is that right? Confirmed. That, yeah, yeah the dire- it's yeah. the direction of the door, isn't it? Something. They, um, but yeah, elephants are lucky, aren't they? So yeah. I have them in the house too. <laughs> Any others? Um, oh gosh, I'm really superstitious. Um, so it's more superstitions that I'm ridiculous about <laughs> crazy <laughs> like if you drop a knife um get someone else to pick it up for yeah. you and all like obviously the walking under ladders thing and yeah I'm, I go a bit crazy with my superstitions the magpies <laughs> I'm constantly like that like saluting magpies it's kind of um it is goes kind of hand in hand with being an actor a I think it bit. probably does yeah definitely I think a lot of actors yeah. are a bit superstitious, bit superstitious yeah that would make sense because so much of what we do is around like sort of magical thinking and things yeah Yeah. so so then so that was around the year 2000 and then you'd been in Corrie for nine years I think is it when you had Freya yes 2009 I had Freya yeah so 2009 you were pregnant with Freya so how did that feel you'd been in the job for so many years and then you took a chunk of time out yeah what was that feeling like to step away for a bit in all honesty, it was a bit of a strange time. Well, a very strange time because when I was pregnant with Freya, my dad passed away um, when I was 11 weeks pregnant with her. So, And I was super, super busy at work. I literally took one day off work when my dad died and went straight back in. Not because Corrie pressurised me to, to go back in, but because I thought, well, I'm going to have to pick up those scenes at some point, so I might as well just go back in and get them done because I was... I was really busy like my character was pregnant at the same time I was pregnant so I remember having to give birth on Corrie when Maria was nine months pregnant but I was four months pregnant and my midwife came on set actually at the time um, because they obviously I had to pretend to push a baby out and my midwife was like I don't want you actually pushing because you're four and a half months pregnant yourself so um she had to come on set with me and we kept having to like take breaks and stuff I can remember that like it was yesterday so you're having to like push from 
Uh, yeah, I had like to kind of look like I was pushing, but not push. everything relaxed. Yeah, but at the same time, trying to make it believable that Maria was giving birth on a beach in Southport. <laughs> so really it was hard. really strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I say, it was quite a strange time because, like, my dad had passed away. And then having that time off work, I'd not really had the time to grieve for him because I'd gone straight back into work. So having Freya at home and then trying to, I sort of felt like, guilty for being happy because I've got this amazing new baby but then guilty for being sad because I I was grieving my dad and I should be happy because I've got Freya and then with Freya I was thinking I should be sad because I've lost my dad and I'm happy so it was a really strange sort of time for me really emotionally wise different things happening at the same time yeah yeah definitely yeah that must have been so hard yeah it was I don't think it hit me Till much later, actually, everything that had happened, sort of how much so you, my life had changed. You just threw yourself into it, you carried on. Yeah. And then it was almost later that you processed yeah. it all. Yeah, definitely. Because I guess yeah. it must be hard as well when, you, when you're pregnant. You're so, you're so emotional anyway and yeah. everything's so up and down. Absolutely. Especially that first trimester and, yeah, that yeah. must have been really, really yeah. hard. It was, it was really, it was a, a very strange time, but... Yeah. Um, but good as well because luckily, thank God, I had a great pregnancy with Freya, um, and the birth was great, and so I didn't have any sort of traumatic experiences yeah. like that. So I was able to enjoy her. I wasn't like, well, I was super tired because she never slept. <laughs> but apart from that, I was yeah. I was okay, you know, in myself. So um, health wise, I was okay. That's yeah. good. And mm. then let's talk a bit about both pregnancies then. Mm. What were your symptoms like? What were your cravings? Any, anything to share about your pregnancies? Um, with Freya, I had one week where I felt nauseous. And that was like week nine. And weirdly, it was the week that I'd gone to Barbados on holiday. Um, and I spent the whole week thinking I shouldn't be here because my dad was so desperately poorly. But we'd already booked it. And I was like, right, we thought he'd have longer than he actually did. So I, felt, I spent the whole week feeling guilty about being there in this amazing, like, Caribbean island. Um, but then it was also the one week that I felt nauseous. So we, we were in this amazing hotel and going to these lovely restaurants and I, all I could eat was literally bread and butter. Even the thought of vegetables was making me want to throw up and then got home and I was absolutely fine after that. She just had it for a week. It was so strange, yeah. And, like, cravings-wise, I just craved, like... Holland's meat and potato pies and donuts <laughs> and things like that. So I used to drink smoothies to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and everything. But yeah, Freya just wanted like stodge. So interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And how it did it did it change for you throughout? Because I definitely had the nause, nausea did at you? the beginning. Yeah. Um, Were you just, actually sick no, or I just, just used, feeling it? I used to just heave air. Yeah, no, oh, nothing God, it's awful, Sorry. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, Just heaving. Um, I think it's almost worse sick. than being sick, feeling sick, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was awful. Yeah. Um, and literally the, that bread and butter yeah. cheese, like anyth- anything just really plain. Yeah, exactly. But went off vegetables completely, which I'm so yeah. love my health. I know, things. I do normally. Yeah. But I think it's, I feel like it's maybe your body protecting you because there's a worry about listeria with vegetables you have to wash them really well so maybe it's like the body's protection yeah maybe just eat safe kind of foods yeah Yeah. because it has come back now where i want more of that stuff right yeah where you can Um, stomach it i equally want the donuts the donuts just eat the donuts if baby wants donuts (laughs) cornettos marcus is like just leave me one just leave me one just one cornetto becoming a running joke oh my we bring gosh. back a box and then brilliant <laughs> i love it do it while you can yeah that's what i say and how about so talked about cravings yeah. symptoms how about feelings like how yeah how, any other i was quite emotional i remember when i was pregnant with eve my little boy i um had this really weird craving for pickled garlic I remember one day eating a full jar of pickled garlic watching this morning and then being disgusted with myself, thinking, what have I just done? Like, I was just sat like a zombie just tucking into this jar of garlic. But I'd felt like a cold was coming on or something and then the next day I felt absolutely fine. So it must have been my body's way of just sort of wanting goodness, like all this pickled garlic. (laughs) Maybe when when you're pregnant as well, you become extra instinct 
instinct, yeah, yeah, instinctive. Yeah, you, maybe. your body knows exactly what, what it, it needs. needs. Yeah, I just went with it. Yeah, and then I remember when I was pregnant with Eve again. Um, I used to laugh uncontrollably at nothing, mm-hmm. like to the point where I'd be in tears. And <laughs> one night, Sylvan was like you're like a psycho what what's wrong with you and I, I literally could not stop laughing it was like I mean it's better than crying but it was it went on for ages and the more I tried to stop the more I just started like it, nothing had even happened but I just physically couldn't stop laughing that's so I don't funny. know what that was yeah oh. very strange and how about the um I just I love hearing these things <laughs> <laughs> it's so random I've definitely got the crying have you yeah <laughs> just the emotions I know yesterday at my um blessing way which we were mm. talking about before which is like a um an alternative to a baby shower yeah. it's more of the rituals that and like a circle and yeah much more about the wisdom of the, the different ages and the women around you giving you yeah. support um why? Why have I ever just told that story? Because <laughs> um, you were saying we were saying about um, me laughing uncontrollably. Oh, oh I was and just crying, crying the whole time. Yeah, and you were just in <laughs> tears. Right. That will never go as well. I think I've I've definitely since I've had children just cry at the drop of a hat. Even now, it's never gone away. That really? sort of emotional side that's been heightened. There. Yeah, more sensitive. More absolutely. Everything just feels more heightened when you become a mum. Yeah, mm. and the baby brain. Oh, that never goes away. That just gets worse. I still blame baby brain, like, years on. So, yeah, yeah, you can blame that forever. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think I had it before. Yeah. I think my kids took my brain with them (laughs) when they grew. Oh, so you've got Freya and Eve, and what what are their ages now? So Freya will be 13 in October, and Eve will be 7 in uh, less than a month. 13 and 7. Yeah. Freya, I love the name Freya. Oh, have you got your name sorted? We've got some names in the mix, but we're we're just we've got to wait to see what he looks like on the names right. from different different okay. family members. I can't wait to hear what you call him. I think so he's going to have gonna, a fabulous. I'll tell name. you after. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to wait. I think and meet him and mm. then and then see. That's a good idea. So yeah, what about the? Are you happy to share about the births? Yeah, yeah. It was the the births. I I, I ended up. I wanted to have a natural birth with Freya, but um. She's still a little bit awkward to this day. And in my womb, she grew and her head was facing my back and she was basically sat up with her arms folded, like, the entire time. So I'd go for scans and things and I didn't even see her face on scans because she was just facing that way, sat up. So a a bum was down here and her head was here. So there was no way she was coming out naturally, literally, like, just sat, like, in the naughty corner. (laughs) Like... um, and they they tried sort of saying, oh, we can turn her. And uh, and in the end, I was like, I don't really want you to. If she's happy like that, then just leave her. Leave so her be. she was just there the whole, whole time? Yeah, from, from the 20-week scan, I didn't see her face after that because she was just facing the wrong way and sat sat upright, basically, in, in my belly. So I ended up having a C-section. It's like a little... Um... It's like almost like a little <laughs> meditation position. Yeah, literally, she just looks... yeah. She's literally starting meditation position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you had a C-section. So I had a C-section and um, my obstetrician was amazing, Vince. Um, and he delivered both Freya and Eve, which was lovely. Yeah. Um, and he had her out in four minutes. It was just incredible. Yeah, it was brilliant. And really in your good. arms. Yeah, she, it, it, it was just, it was perfect because I was so scared about a C-section, you know, because you hear, you, everyone loves to tell your horror stories yes. and stuff. And I was like, I want a natural birth. I want a, you know, I want gas and air and that's it. And then you get told, oh, you've got to have a C-section because she, and he said my pelvis was too small. So I'd always end up with a, a C-section anyway. Even if she was in the Even, right yeah. position. He said for the size of me, he was like, you're not going to get a baby out, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I was fine, and then and then afterwards, it was actually the most amazing experience because everyone was brilliant and oh. all the team and everything. So then when I had Eve, I had another C section because it, it it sort of recommended, and Eve was a big baby, weighed nearly nine pounds, which for me is a really big baby. So Vince again did did the C section and had him out in six minutes, I think. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant, really it's good. so nice and it's, I think that's where I'm at with preparing. I'm looking at the things that I'd like but I'm not being yeah. too rigid. Good, good. Someone Just read a poem at the Blessing yeah. yesterday, Julie, my my adopted godmother, mm. and she, um, she read a poem about being like the willow, so 
bending but not breaking and yeah. I think that's really important Perfect. going into it because yeah. you can end up rigid with the things yeah. that you want and yeah. how it's going to go but in the end your body's your body exactly and it's going to unfold how it's yeah and you've got to be safe and yeah. baby's got to be safe yeah. so you just need to roll with it and yeah. that's absolutely the right attitude too, like control yeah because then you'll just be disappointed in yourself or in your body and I mean how can you be like Which so many women sadly feel like they've failed if it doesn't go exactly. the way that they planned yeah like however your baby comes it is how it's meant to be yeah like I would have died if I'd not had a C-section trying to get yeah. Freya out. So and the that's... struggle then for both of you, yeah, that would have been traumatic for Hugely. both of you to go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't worry. My my advice to anyone with, who's looking in having a C-section is do not worry. It was definitely the best thing for me. Yeah. And if you know, I'd have another one tomorrow. It's like. Yeah, it was lovely. Would you have any more kids? No, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. Definitely. Now two is enough. I've got one in each hand and that's like, yeah. it's enough. That's what I was going to say as well. The name Freya. Do you, yeah. um, do you know the meaning? Yeah, it's, she was the Norse goddess of love, beauty and fertility, wasn't yes. she? Yes. Yeah. And she wears the stone of Brisingamon. Oh, really? Which is connected then to elderly. I never knew that, Sadie. Yeah. Oh, Freya's going to love that. beautiful name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fre- so Freya, the Norse goddess, wore yeah. that. Wore, wow. wore um, the stone of Brisingman. How funny! And I Gosh. think, and then there, there's the connection with Alan Garner in the weird stone of Brisingman book. Oh, okay, um, right. So yeah. Oh, I'm gonna tell her that later. Yeah, maybe, I should love that. Yeah, it's a really good book for children, actually. I think her her nan bought it her on her dad's side. I'm sure she. I'm sure Jackie bought it her a, a few years ago. I wonder if she still yeah. got it somewhere. That's amazing. And we have to mention Eve as well. What, yeah. what does his name mean? <laughs> so Eve is named after Sylvan's brother, Eve. Uh, it's spelled like Eve Saint Laurent. Yes. Y-V-E-S. Um, and yeah, we, we needed a short name because our surname's so long. So we, we, we were debating like a few different ones. And I've always loved the name Eve. And we don't know any more boys around here that are called Eve. So it was like... Let's let's call him Eve because his brother's an amazing person, and oh. um, so we just thought it was a nice tribute to him. And then his middle name is Joseph after my dad. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I bet his brother loves that. He does. He name. does. Like I, I love the name Joseph, but I just thought I can't because of my dad. I was like I can't have another Joseph, but I wanted it somewhere. Yes in there so yeah. but we actually call him Jojo a lot of the time anyway now so he, he gets that oh. anyway yeah oh that's so nice to hear yeah so yeah. let's move into their early years and also parenting style like were there any things philosophies or concepts that you read about thinking about those early years sleep I remember you saying it was mm. quite difficult yeah and anything around that time or did you rely more on advice and wisdom for Fam- from family members, people around you, and also intuition. Yeah. Where did you get your kind of parenting style from? And I don't know. How did you learn? There's always been babies in my family. My mum's one of seven girls, um, and my nana helped bring me up. Um, and she was obviously very maternal to have seven children. So all my aunties like would help, and when when I had Freya, because I was a bit like rabbit in headlights. I don't think I'd ever even changed a nappy when. I had Freya and you you have that feeling when you bring your baby home like oh my gosh they're, they're letting me take this human home like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm actually allowed to leave the hospital with this human and yeah. what do I do with her um so there was like that, that fear but it was really nice having my mum around and my aunties to sort of give me advice because one of my aunties my mum's sister worked in Hope Hospital and the maternity unit for like 40 years so uh, she was a nurse like with all the babies so it was great having her on hand to like ring her or get around and be like is she okay and you know that must have been amazing having all of that support yeah it was it really was but I think the, the thing I really struggled with with Frey was the sleep because she just at first those first few weeks I was like oh she's amazing she's sleeping but then after a few weeks they wake up and it's like a whole new world of like sleep deprivation um so yeah I, I did struggle with that because she even now she doesn't need much sleep I think she's just a bit nosy and she wouldn't like let me put her down I'd have to like walk around with her all the time the minute I'd sit down she'd cry so I'd just be like stood up all the time and it was it was exhausting I'm not gonna lie and how did that affect you like mentally and in yourself it was just just exhausting yeah I remember one night being so sleep deprived that I tried to cry and I didn't have the energy to cry and I was like oh 
my gosh, I really, like, this is like the lowest <laughs> feeling ever, being stood on the landing and thinking, I can't, I've not even got the energy to cry, I'm so tired. So it is, it is exhausting. And how long did you have off work? How, how uh, six months, right, yeah. yeah. And I needed it. Like, I was ready to go back um, and I wasn't too busy when I went back, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I did need that time, I think. Um, and I, I think I had similar with Eve as well. But Eve was great, like, he slept right through. He, he didn't cry much. He was just a lot more chilled than Freya. They're little personalities. You just don't know what. No, you don't know what what they're gonna get. But then I I don't know. Sometimes I think, do I blame blame myself a bit because I was so emotional in my pregnancy with Freya because my dad had died, and I wonder if that goes through to the baby if that makes them more emotional. Do you know what I mean? So like with Eve, it was a really simple, like really easy pregnancy, and everything was fine. And but with Freya, I was like. Personally, I was up and down a lot more. Um, so I wonder if that affected her. And I think I was a bit more chilled second time around yeah. because I knew what I was doing. It wasn't my first rodeo. I was like, I've got this now. Yeah. <laughs> I know what that cry means and I know, you know, I know when he's hungry or whatever. So as they grew as they got older, um, what what about then? Were there any things that you tried? you know with them as they grew up I never went to like you know the antenatal groups and stuff like that I kind of missed the boat with all that I guess you sort of got that from your family though I think yeah I probably did but then a part of me thinks oh should I should I have done that and made like NCT friends and stuff like that I just I just didn't I think because I was working so much as well I didn't have as much spare time in my pregnancies to do that kind of stuff and so I went to like the odd like baby groups baby and toddler groups and things but a lot of my time when they were babies was spent just like walking around parks with them and just taking them out on little picnics and things and then as they grew up and got older did you spend yeah what kind of things did you do with them yeah just just all the usual just trying to be present with them as well and you know do as much as you can with them and it like sort of expose them to as much stimulation as you can you know the swim swim with them and um socialize with them get them get them used to being around people and sort of with food wise as well I didn't do the kind of baby led weaning I did I got the Annabelle Carmel books which I definitely recommend um because they're just really simple recipes and I used to on a Sunday night batch cook loads of different things for the week and then put them in little ice cube trays and just pull one out the night before so they'd have like all fresh food because they say that babies if they have home cooked food more they're not as fussy um, when they're older baby you know if you feed them sort of the pouch stuff don't get me wrong I did like feed them Ella's kitchen and stuff when, yeah. when we we're out and about and but as much as possible I try and home cook so that they're not fussy and and they're not really fussy actually no. that's great tip so we'll, yeah we'll make a note of the I think they're just tastier like well. it's food that I'd eat myself and you just blitz it up and, and it gets them used to loads of different flavours because if you compare baby food and a home-cooked meal, like there's no comparison taste-wise. I think it stimulates their taste buds more. Mm. So that's one definite thing I'd, I'd recommend doing. Is yeah. that something that you and Sylvan like to do? Do you, do you both like to cook um, generally? We, we do both cook, yeah, yeah, at home, but with regards like the baby stuff, yeah. I used to do it. It was like my thing. Like I felt like a proper mum doing that. <laughs> Every every yeah. Sunday, I'm like, I'm doing the batch cooking. <laughs> Getting organised, yeah. spending time there. Like, yeah. yeah. And it must be nice actually that. making making their food as well. Yeah, like the whole process is. of putting love into it. Too. Yeah, exactly. And then seeing that they like it. I always tell my friends now when they're babies, if you're out and about and you, you don't know what to feed them, just have a banana and half an avocado and mash them both up. And it's like the superfoods together combined. And they love it. Babies love it. Never I'd met one that. baby who doesn't like it. Yeah. I'm definitely And then as they got older, what were their personalities like? How did they de- develop and Frey, what did they like to do? Freya's quite feisty, she's a bit like my mum. I always like say to my mum, she's you and it's a nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's definitely not a walkover. Um so but she's fun, she's got like funny bones. Um, and she's quite dramatic. I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> um, whereas Eve is like, he's really clever. Um, I think he must get that from his dad with how 
intelligent he is. He's got the reading age of an eleven-year-old. His teachers had him assessed because he's so he's such like a bookworm, and he's only six. And he got assessed a few months ago as a region age of eleven. <laughs> so we're like, I'm super proud. I'm like, Aww. got a genius in the family. Um, but yeah, and he, he loves his sport and things like that, like tennis. He plays all the time and swimming. Oh, like that. It must be so yeah. nice seeing how they how they develop and what they're into. It is, but like together, they they argue like cat and dog I feel like a referee most days I think it's like that Instagram versus reality thing yeah. it's like smile for the family photo and then behind the scenes they're ripping each other's hair out but it's brother and sisters isn't it I know that very well yeah I was the same with my brother so I can't really expect anymore yeah <laughs> and and that that as they get older then that that kind of cat and dog thing mm. disappears and then, and then you get really close I, think. I hope so I really hope yeah. so. I'm just waiting for that bit to pass. Yeah. <laughs> this too shall pass. Minerva Place. Independent retirement living. Just moments from Lim Village Centre. A collection of 45 beautifully designed luxury apartments with the addition of a flexible domestic support package tailored to suit your needs. Prices start from just £210,000. Our show apartment opens in October. Minerva Place Lim. Start your journey at villafont.com. Moving on to that, this too shall pass. So like mm. those, um, you know, like the self-care rituals, things yeah. like that, like your spiritual side. Mm. Um, let's talk about that. So you're, tra- you're trained as a reflexologist, is that right? Yeah. And yeah. a CBT therapist. Well, I've done my diploma in CBT, okay. so I'm not like practising, um, I'm not like a practising therapist in that, but it's kind of, I think it's, like foundation level so there's a lot more that I can explore with that but I just wanted to do it Um, had you experienced CBT yeah yeah I've had CBT over the years I had some actually earlier this year myself um because I think it's a really a really good therapy for people who suffer with anxiety like I've I've been quite open talking about that in the past um and it is it, it it makes sense and it's really a simple way of kind of looking at your issues really mm-hmm. so I just wanted to learn kind of behind the scenes how it how it all works when it did was, your anxiety start when I was a kid like before the the first time I went to the doctor so I was 11 but I guess it was going on a long time before that so it's just in me I think I'm, I'm kind of at peace with it now when mm. like I know when when I'm sort of having a, a bout of it and I try and just help myself with the yoga and yeah. kind of the holistic things to kind kind of keep me at peace as much as possible. So those things are really important for you You're to really keep important. your balance. Yeah, yeah. I do yoga every day because it's just like my ther- it's my therapy more more than the physical aspect of it, which is great, but it's, it's the mental aspect of it that I need now. Mm. Yeah. So you need it like as much as eating yeah every day like I feel like if I don't do it for a couple of days I really notice it I think I've not gone more than two days without doing it in the last four or five years so yoga is a big one and yeah and what else do you do yoga is the main thing really that calms me but I try meditation um I just do the calm app and try and do that daily for like 10 minutes or so and I guess that must help as well as well with as your anxiety just being a mum and yeah. work, the pressures of work as well and yeah. all the things that you have going on. Definitely. must be so important to have that time to yourself. I think it is, like, and it's just it just helps slow your thoughts down. Because sometimes everything, I mean, everyone experiences it, like, overwhelming thoughts, don't they? Because life is so busy now for everyone. Um, and just a little 10 minutes meditation a day, it can just make a huge difference. Because it, it does feel like it's busier. And yeah. Because we've also got so many ways that people can contact us. Exactly. Yeah. Social media, it's kind of like co- constant. It's constant, isn't it? We're yeah. All, we're all stimulated all the time. All the time. Even like the news, it's you can get twenty-four hour news now. Like when we were kids, it was just the morning news and the six o'clock news that you'd watch. Yeah. But now it's like constant, constant all updates. day, being bombarded with things from every angle. And like you say, people contacting you in all these different ways. It's feeling like you've got to respond and be on it with everyone and, and then be a mum and run the house and make sure all your washing and ironing's done and then do your full-time job as well. It can all just get too much. Yeah. So it's just, it's good to take even 10 minutes out just to kind of 
sit quietly. I really admire that when people have really good boundaries mm. and make that time for yeah. yourself and have good boundaries with your phone. And yeah, you know, when I, I admire it when somebody doesn't get back to me straight away because I think <laughs> that's you know, even if you know that they've seen your yeah. message, yeah, I like that because I know that then they're they've got their boundaries. I've got right. certain friends that do it, and yeah. I know that that's what they do. Oh, that's me. that's really that nice actually. On, yeah. You know, that's a really nice way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 So I try and take yeah. it sometimes. Yeah, no, it's good. What do you do to chill out? What? Similar to you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, we, this summer's been quite crazy. So my, my self-care rituals have sort of gone out the window a yeah. little bit, but I'm trying to bring them back now. But journaling I really like. Oh, really? Because that just yeah, gets... I was thinking about that the other day. I've always like, loved it. Right. Do you have um, a, do you have like an, an actual book that you Yeah, and I'll I'll usually use. just splurge and just let let whatever comes out come yeah. out and just see where it goes. Yeah. Morning pages is a really cool thing to do. There's an okay. author that wrote The Artist's Way. I've got um, that at home. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, so you just you, you just wake up in the morning and just whatever it... comes into your head, you have to write a full page, don't you, a day? Yeah. Or so do you do that? Pages. I do. I love yeah. doing that. So I'm just kind of introducing my things right. again, but that's one thing that I love. Okay. And even if you don't know what to write, you just yeah. write blah blah blah, I don't know what to write okay right you just keep the flow going as okay. long as you keep that pen yeah and the page and not think out. too much just let it out see i overthink everything i'd be thinking oh my handwriting's not neat i need to start again yeah, <laughs> it gets like, more and more scrawly yeah and do, or even doing it before bed if you find you don't sleep that well because your head's full mm. i find doing like a brain dump yeah before i go to bed and getting it all out that really oh, okay. helps meditation and yoga as well yeah i've been loving my pregnancy yoga yeah and then um, yeah, what's that like? Because I, I wasn't into yoga when I was pregnant. So. Oh, so it all came yeah. that came later. Yeah, pregnancy yoga is just. I wish like mum's tempted to come along. But oh she, really? I, she'd have to tell people because they think this is a phenomenon. This seventy yeah. year old lady. Just like the yeah. most comforting class, and it's all dimly lit, and you just. I go on a Sunday with this lady called Paige yeah. in Alderley and it's just a beautiful class. It's really, um, really slow. And because you've got that relaxing hormone in your body, so you, right. all your muscles are more stretchy, Yeah, you have to not push yourself okay, at all. Right. Keep it 30% yeah. less, I think, than your okay, full right. capability. Yeah. And it's just very slow and nice. soft. And yeah. Just relaxing. I've loved it. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Do you think you'll keep it up afterwards? Yeah, she do, does a post. Do you do yoga anyway? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think, and she's training to be a regular teacher as well. So I, I, okay. I feel connected to her. So I'll definitely Brilliant. keep seeing her. Yeah. Gorgeous. And I love my yoga. Yeah. And my dance. Yeah. And singing. Yeah. All of these. Yeah. All of those exactly. Things. You've got loads of like tools in your locker, haven't you? Yeah. But yeah. you can't do them all at once. So it's no. picking which ones. Yeah. Which ones. Right for you that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because we're cyclical. Yeah. It does change. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes we have more energy than other times. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh gorgeous! So I could talk about that all day. Yeah, <laughs> I, might, I might get the journaling um, started. I th- I find journaling's nice to do as as the seasons change and it becomes yeah. more autumnal and wintry. Okay, yeah, because that's when you feel like getting cozy and right. Yeah, like, that's lighting true. Lighting a candle, writing. Yeah, the cup of tea. Whereas yeah. in summer, it's just. Yeah, that's true. It, it's totally different. Yeah. energy. Yeah, maybe now is a good time then to start thinking about it. And because you've got the back to school feeling mm-hmm. as well with September, it's a good time. Start, <laughs> start journaling. I love oh, my yeah. angels. <laughs> <laughs> you just come back from holiday as well, yeah. haven't you? It's been really lovely. Yeah, no, it has, yeah. Summer's gone really fast, actually. Yeah, I can't quite believe to go back next week. It's crazy. So just going back to that previous mm. um, discussion around the CBT, mm. also trained as a reflexologist. Yes. That's, so so was reflexology something that you would have regularly? So I had it when I was pregnant, weirdly. I had really bad um, backache with Eve when I was pregnant because he was massive. And I put on so much more weight with Eve than I did with Freya. I was like, I think I was about one and a half stone heavier with Eve. I was I was just like a little football with Frey. And I've, I, I've got their, um, just digressing for a sec, I've got their... Um, baby bumps that you should do it's the best thing what's that so you can get like a plaster of Paris kit and you you just before you have baby 
get Marcus to to do it on you and then you sort of pull it off and you've got your plaster of Paris bump so with Freya I've painted it and written the date of birth on and I've still not done Eve's I need to paint it um but when I put them on now I'm like oh my god that's how big I was like just before I had them like we did it a couple of days before I had both of them and it's amazing comparing the size of them. The different bumps. Freya's is tiny and even like a house with him. Yeah, so I had bad backache with him. And there was a lady near me who does reflexology. So I went and I was like amazed with how much better I felt afterwards. And I was like, I can actually walk again. And it that was the only thing I'd had. So from that, and then I did a baby reflexology course with him because she did it at a house, like a six week course. And we'd go and take baby and there'd be about six other women with their newborns and we'd lay them out on the mats and do baby reflexology on them and it had helped with like teething and um, sleeping and digestion and stuff so and I just got really got interested in how it all relates to each organ in your body and that's why I did I did the course, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It is it fascinating. Is, it is. I've been having pregnancy reflexology. Have you? Yeah. yeah. But I've, I loved reflexology before right. as well. Yeah. So I've been having the same... It's just so it's relaxing, just so, isn't it? It's so relaxing. I think yeah. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm like... <sighs> I know. And you, and you float. Like, I feel drunk sometimes. Mm. I mean, I've not had it for ages now. Um... I try and do it on myself sometimes when I'm doing yoga, but it's just not the same. <laughs> it's so powerful. It really is, yeah. So it'd be it really is. interesting. Yeah, they they do do it in the nursery as well, the baby okay. reflexology. Right. It'd be so interesting to learn more about that. Too. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating. I'd recommend it. Ways you can help your baby. Yeah. So that, you know, because there's, there's so power. It's so interesting that our feet have, that like, it's a map of our yeah. whole body. Yeah, so you all can help them energy pathways and your chi and everything, and it's it is fascinating. So does yeah. Sylvan get his feet done? For Sometimes, me? yeah. So he'll like throw his feet in my face, and he's like, "I've got a pain in my shoulder," and like throw me his foot. I'm like, okay, I'll do it for a minute. And the kids do as well. They're like, they, "Can we do have a bit of reflexology?" Do they search for those? You know, like the crunchy bits. Are where yeah, it's like I do. I love I love it when I find one. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it on friends, and there's one particular friend I do it on, and whenever I get to like the head point they're literally jumping out of the chair and this particular friend has got a really high powered job and is always like full like the brain is just constantly full so it makes it makes complete sense why every time I touch the head point they're like jumping out out of the seat so interesting yeah it's crazy you could have had my feet on you the whole session. you could you could <laughs> although I'm not training pregnancy reflexology that's a whole like because there's all there's a other thing with pregnancy reflexology that when you actually want to go into exactly labor, there yeah are points that it's help. around your ankle yeah. yeah so yeah I definitely I'd be too scared to touch in case you went into labor and blame me imagine oh my god birthing yeah birthing yeah LDS. get the towels <laughs> oh so that's really really fascinating it's i always find it interesting with um with actors and creatives we we do tend to have a few other things that we're passionate about so yours yours, mine's the holistic holistic. i always try and go the natural way first like if i've got a headache i'll do anything not to take tablets i'll get the peppermint oil on my temples first or you know even with the kids i try not to just give them drugs straight away and see you know see if there's another way we can help them i love first. that yeah yeah just i don't know i think because i've had health anxiety for years i'm really anxious about what i put in my body and what i put in the kids bodies so um yeah i think that's where what that... do you mean about health anxiety worrying about worrying about health illnesses. like anything to do with health yeah i think it yeah it's it's been worse like the last say five years but i think it probably stemmed from my dad getting ill and stuff um it's like what 13 14 years ago when he got diagnosed so I think it probably started then and just worrying about health like any health issue I'm like you want to really look after just catastrophize everything yeah so I just try and yeah yeah go the natural way that's really good (laughs) as well for for the children yeah but equally you know knowing that the the conventional way is there if you yeah, need exactly. it but trying yeah. alternative first yeah and, so we're still kind of in that theme of looking after ourselves mm. like look, looking after yourself so with balance how do you actually balance your work and home life um in terms of the support do you still have that support from family with the, with the kids like 
and and also the way you both work that your careers are those sort of like flexible I guess with you with filming sometimes you're filming sometimes you're not and with Sylvan yeah. it's similar like yeah. How do you work together as a team to manage that balance? We try and like sit down at the start of the week, like on a Sunday and go through our schedules. It's more my schedule that would dictate Sylvan's because he's a personal trainer at um, the club. So he can sort of work around me more than I can because I can't decide when I'm working or not. Um, but because he's his own boss, it's it's a little bit more flexible for him. But if, like, some mornings he'll be starting at 6am and I'll be starting at 7am. So then we ring my mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my mum helps us out a lot and she's always she's only around the corner to, like, pick the kids up and stuff. So we do rely on her quite quite heavily. Um, but now with Freya, because she's at high school, it's a bit more flexible as well because she walks herself to school and she'll sort she's of hang around. And, yeah, she's a lot more independent. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we get our schedules a week in advance, so we have a little bit of time to plan ahead. But then things can change, as you know, at a moment's notice. And so. sometimes it fits together, sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. then, like you say, it can change yeah. last minute. So just, it's, it's just it's a hard. juggle. It's all a juggle. Yeah. But it's always it's worth it. Yeah, it's just. all fun. And like some weeks I might not even be in, but then other weeks I'm in five days, seven till seven. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's always like transient yeah so the biggest thing is communicating with each absolutely. other absolutely yeah definitely working as a team and then pulling in yeah help. definitely teamwork yeah. yeah so talking about your mum and that that like the gen and how you grew up with those different generations I mentioned the new nursery that's coming soon in yeah. limbs so that's going to be intergenerational and so it's going to have um the nursery and a care home together so the oh, children brilliant. will be able to mix with the elderly. Oh my gosh, that's a brilliant idea. And that's, I think that's, oh, <laughs> it's going to be lovely gosh, for that's him. ace, yeah. So um, they'll have communal areas and do th- activities together. And I think... I love that. The reason why they're doing that is because so often the age groups are dispersed and we're not around our families as yeah. much, maybe to do with work. Or, and it's so lovely that you have that with your mum yeah she's close by yeah was that really important to you yeah I mean we've sure. always lived pretty close um but then when I moved over to Cheshire my mum moved over within a, a year or two um so I've always had a quite close by um which is really nice and the kid the kids love going around to hers because she never says no to them <laughs> Freya couldn't wait to get back from holiday she's like I'd, we were saying oh I can't wait to get back to see Ralph our dog and she's like I can't wait to back to see Nan I want to go and stay over at Nan's so she's she stayed there last night and she wants to stay again tonight oh that's so <laughs> nice is, yeah, that they get on nice. so well and yeah, yeah that she's that you're all close together it's just lovely yeah um and it and yeah good. so I think that's what they're wanting to create this sense of like the elders in our community are have value absolutely and they're really important for yeah. children it's like the older generation and then the younger generation yeah can help each other so much bring them together yeah because yeah. the younger generation bring back that youthfulness absolutely to the older. it's helped with depression and stuff hasn't mm. it with the older generation to be around young people and so, storytelling yeah it makes complete sense i love that idea yeah, yeah. so it's really exciting yeah. it's coming coming in december january oh, brilliant. time so before we go we're actually coming to the end now so we're going to be wrapping up soon so before we do that are there any other things that you'd recommend any this could be in terms of your personal journey, how you mm. look after yourself, how you have that time for you as a mum or parenting, any podcasts that you love in particular or books, um, anything like that that you'd like I to love share. love Fern Cotton's podcast, Happy Place. Um, I listen to that while I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> I try and do a little bit of running at home. Um, and that's that's always good. And anything by Matt Haig, who's um, a massive advocate for mental health. Um, he's written so many books. Um, books that have helped me um, that he's written are Reasons to Stay Alive and... Um, oh, what's the other one? Notes on a Nervous that's Planet. That's it, Notes on a Nervous Planet. I was going to say How to Stop Time, but that's his actual, one of his fiction novels, which was amazing. But yeah. Was The Midnight Library. Oh my God, that's brilliant I love as well. that one. I love that, yeah. He's just brilliant. I'd recommend anyone following him as well on Instagram. He's lovely. 
So great. Fern Cotton and Matt Haig. Yeah. Notes on a Nervous Planet is amazing. Yeah. I think especially at the time we're living in now, it's a brilliant book to read. What an incredible person, to, yeah, to be able to create something that then people can really relate to. Yeah. And really help them. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> They're really good recommendations. Good. So we're into rapid fire now. So right. if money, time and logistics were no object, what would you create for children? A safe space. I think um, I think all children deserve just a safe space where they can just be themselves without judgment and just um, create and run around and just be kids. Just be able to sort of like where we live and all the kids play together on on the street and that was a massive part of my childhood that I mentioned right at the beginning of of this chat and that that's what I'd like for all children to just be able to sort of be safe where they live and just you know play together to be free yeah, yeah. to be free yeah that probably ties into the next rapid fire which is okay. what rights should children innately have right freedom safety definitely freedom. To, be, to be able to feel safe in the world yeah oh, yeah that. and be fed love that yeah finish this sentence children are the future <laughs> Love Sound like Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, the future. Oh, they are. Yeah, the precious. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for your oh, time thanks today. Thanks for having me. I've so loved lovely. it. Yeah, I've loved it so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Um, no, I think we've covered everything. It's my best wishes for you and <laughs> baby. I can't wait I to know, meet him. When this comes out, <laughs> yeah. that'll be when... Oh my god! When it's all happening. Oh, will it? Yeah. Will it? So how how do people find you? Where can people like, um, follow you on social? Mainly on Instagram, really. Yeah, under my name. Um, I don't really do Twitter that much, but yeah, on Instagram. Insta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Sadie. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes or on your podcast app. Follow Back to the Garden Childcare on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's subject. And for everything mentioned in today's episode, you can head to the show notes at backtothegardenchildcare.com forward slash podcast. And if there's someone you know who would love to hear this episode, share it with them today. Send them a link, screenshot the app, or just chat about it. This podcast is recorded at LBS Studios. Until next time, in the words of Joni Mitchell, we are stardust, we are golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden.